This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Everybody can write, but very few can write well. Everybody can talk, but very few have the art of interviewing. Everybody watches films, but very few are reviewers. I'm Bhavna Somaya and I have the courage to explore every opportunity that came my way. What makes a journalist? What makes a reviewer? What makes a blogger or what makes a dancer? We will discover soon as I tell my story, Meri Kahani, Meri Zubani. I grew up in a home where money was not in excess, but there were no deprivations. My father believed in the emphasis of education and made sure that all his children got ample education. He said that what I didn't, all my children will. And that is why the emphasis was always on good books, good education, good language. And everything at home was just organic. There were no discriminations between the daughter and the son. Whatever they were allowed, the girls were allowed. Maybe we did not get great clothes to wear or more clothes to wear, but we got great food, great fruits. We were exposed to different kind of culture. He made sure to take us to the movies. He made sure that he gave us ample to eat in the theater and also uh, took us by taxis everywhere. When I look back, I feel that my confidence, my strength, my perspective, my exposure comes from my father. From my mother, who was more homebound, I think she was very sensitive, very artistic, inward-looking, reflective, and had a finer details about what went on at home and in the outside life. And I think all the children absorbed that from her. It was not as if she was not a social person, but she uh, liked being in her own home space and was so aesthetic that even though the home was uh, small, it always looked so beautiful because she would tear up her saris and make curtains, then she would tear up her borders and put at places in the cushion covers. Everything was so beautiful and different from my friend's home. And there was a trademark of my mother, her fragrance. When there was a wedding in the family, I remember that she would open her trunk, take out her very beautiful expensive saris, hold them against the sunlight to see if there were any tears and then make uh, ghagra cholis for us. And we always stood apart from the rest of the children in the building because somehow our clothes also looked different. I have a sister older than me who is also a post-partition child because my other six siblings were born in Karachi, British India. So my sister and I have grown up listening to stories about Karachi and what life was before the partition. So both my parents are from Karachi. That is where they got married and that is where their six children were born. And when 1947 happened, they migrated in a steamer and came to Mumbai to start life all over again. I always felt about Karachi like it was a sibling because it was a sibling I constantly heard stories about how the place looked, the kind of food they ate, how my grandfather's home was, how the family went to 
the grandfather's home in a very fancy just the life and the culture around it both of us always sensed a generation gap with our siblings and also of course with our parents for the parents day at school it was always my fashionable sibling who came to talk to the teachers my sisters were french buns were uh, convent educated and spoke perfect english so the teachers were intimidated by my very stylish sisters and after they went they asked me questions about them where they are working how they are so smart i was proud of my siblings but i wanted a mother to come and meet my teachers i wanted a mother in a sari with glass bangles and oil in her hair like the rest of the mothers came so uh, one day i told my mother that i think the sisters are too fashionable you come to meet my teachers and not them so my mother said but i won't be able to speak to them in english i said it doesn't matter so just to keep my heart my mother came and then i was okay but again i felt that my mother was older than the other friends mothers but these were all growing anxieties which slowly as i came to college and i spoke about them to my other friends i came to terms with it I call them terms of endearment. I was a completely different child in college than I was in school. In school I was more inward, shy. Once I remember in my report card it was written that she's too shy to have any willingness to learn. I don't think that was completely true, but yes, I was uh, inhibited to ask questions. That is because I grew up in a home where everybody was so much older to me. and i was used to just being a part of a group and never uh, speaking my mind out in college i don't know why but i just felt very liberated so suddenly uh, i was performing much better academically in college and i'd found my niche i'd found my group and i liked being the person i was i bunked college we went to see movies at nearby theaters they were called matinee shows in the theater whenever shami kapoor's teesri manzil was showing it was not just houseful but it was overfull because people would come to see the movie and then the gatekeeper would say that the tickets are sold out and they would still give them the money and insist on getting inside the theater and sit on the steps at one point nobody being in the class and he would just look at one of the students and ask is it Shami Kapoor's Tisri Manzil showing in Rupam Theatre and everybody would say yes and he'll say it's okay the class is off while i was in college i was also writing for the college magazine and one day uh, the girl who was writing with me in the college magazine said you know there is a, a gentleman in my building he's going to bring out a magazine would you like to meet him and he says uh, maybe we can all together start a magazine so One day after class I went with her to her building and the gentleman Mr Gomes met us in the garage of the building It was a tiny garage with a table that was resting on a few bricks and he served me tea in a chipped broken mug and he said that the magazine he was planning to bring out is one day going to be the most important magazine and film stars will walk in here and uh, even offer me money to write about them so 
I looked beneath at the table that was resting on the bricks and the broken glass or the mug in my hand and I said why would anybody come to this god for second place to get interviewed by me so he said people will offer you money beneath the table so I actually looked beneath the table because that was the first time I'd heard the phrase and I asked him and how much do you think they are going to offer me so he said it can be anything by the way that mr gomes uh, the salary he was offering me was rupees 100 this was in 78 and my first thought was what will i do with so much money how will i spend it so when i spoke that to my friend my friend said oh i can easily blow it up in one day but i said no i can't because i came from a home where i got my pocket money every day which was just sufficient to cover my um, bus fare train fare and maybe buy a butter rawada i don't know what happened one day my parents were flying to meet my brother in canada and my sister and i were going to be alone uh, with the maids at home for 3 months and it was around this time i read an ad in the paper which said wanted college girls with flair for writing so in those days nobody went for an interview just in any clothes you always went for an interview in a sari and since i didn't possess a sari i borrowed one from my older sister married sister's home i also borrowed her uh, platform heels and uh, took a bus and drove all the way to taj mahal hotel it was the first time i was going to the hotel because in our days boys didn't take us for a date to expensive places the date was always always at uh, the college canteen 25 paise chai ka glass and maybe one badada vada thrown into and he did not even really pull the chair for you because he said you girls want equality so pull your chair and make yourself equal so i arrived at this taj mahal hotel for the first time opened the door and the sniff of the air conditioner got into my nostrils and i said wow what a grand place is this i searched for the ballroom and i entered and i was shocked that it was filled with people so my first thought was that i didn't know that one so many people read the newspapers so seriously to know that there was a walk in interview and two that so many people thought of themselves as writers we were all waiting we had to fill in a form and then we were called one by one into this adjoining room looking back i feel it was a rather professionally conducted interview because there were about four renowned journalists sitting there who i didn't know of course and i didn't give a damn because when you are very young you don't give a damn for anything they called my name and uh, the four members uh, asked me questions and i just answered to the best of my ability without getting nervous at all because i had nothing to lose within 5 minutes they asked me who was my favorite star so i said shashi kapoor so they asked me to sit there and write 10 questions to shashi kapoor which i did then they asked me to write fictional answers to these questions again which i did and um, they looked at me and they said okay you are chosen now while this guy was talking to me there was another guy who was sitting there and eating tandoori chicken and i was getting very distracted by that because i am a vegetarian and it was making me feel very nauseous 
so anyway i looked at him and i said by the way what is the job all about where what is the magazine about and he said it's a film magazine so i said oh but i don't want to be a film journalist and then one of the interviewers really lost his head because i think he said then why are you wasting everybody's time so i said i didn't know what the job was about it's the first time you are revealing it to me i'm not attracted to being a part of the cinema world and i don't want it so he said we will pay you 500 rupees a month in my head i thought the man had gone mad because 500 rupees was a lot of money and i said he has just seen nothing of me as a writer and he's offering me 500 rupees and he's taking a risk with a complete novice so this guy has to be a 100% fraud and i said not interested and i walked out and those guys were really really mad at me i thought the topic was over and now they are going to never contact me but within 3 days i get a call from them and they repeat their proposal and i say no again and then a senior guy comes on the phone and says i think you must consider and i say okay i will think about it it's the week my parents come back from abroad and these are days of mtnl phone and she picks up the phone and is really annoyed what happened ahead i will tell you soon in the next episode continue listening to bhavna samaya in meri kahani on epilog media network will bhavna's mother allow her to do that job don't want to know what happens next stay tuned for the next episode as she unfolds her story on meri kahani on epilog media network we are available on castbox spotify jio saavn and all other major podcasting apps like apple podcast and google podcast so make sure you subscribe to get notified about our future updates